0: Welcome to emergency contact the podcast where people tell good stories about bad injuries my name is brian russo and andy fitch could not make it but we have his fill-in again andy fisch hey everybody uh, i'm not a doctor i'm also not a doctor i think uh as we covered in our last episode andy is shadowing a doctor in an er andy fitch is yeah oh yeah sorry not andy fisch
1: well i should say he was shadowing someone oh what's he up to now I just got word, I got a text just before this started, and I think he's still in the hospital, but he's he's been admitted now. I think he got injured while he was shadowing somebody, so I... I so now
0: the people that he was shadowing are operating on him? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so you know, like, the bare minimum? I just got the text, man. Oh, it, do you guys chat a lot? It seems like you have a good back and forth. I mean, we chat a good amount for somebody who
1: replied to a, a Craigslist post. Okay. I don't know. So, like, he for all I know, he's just in the waiting room right now.
0: Oh, so this was very recent. Like, okay.
1: m- like minutes before this started, I got a text saying, "Like, oh, I'm in the hospital." I'm like,
0: "Yeah, I know." Maybe we can like text him so we can get like something at the end of like his current situation. You want? You want me to text him right now? Yeah, text him right now, and and we'll we'll cue the audience in on like how he's doing at the end. Okay. All right.
1: But yeah, I'm not a doctor. I'm a I'm a gardener.
0: Yeah, as we covered in the last episode, he's a. He's a gardener. He likes uh, he likes gardening things like the the hedge maze in The Shining, but yep. he he didn't do the hedge maze in The Shining. He just likes it. Just a fan. Yeah. So, Mr. Fish, Andy, how about we get that guest out here? Yeah, you know, why not? All right. So, joining us in the uh, the fancy fancy studio, that's the name of our studio, <laughs> uh, is James Crabtree. Hello, guys. Hi. Hello,
1: Mr. Fish. Great to meet you. Nice to meet you
0: too. Yes. As as you just heard, he's he's just filling in. Yeah. So don't get too comfortable with him. Crabtree, huh? Crabtree trees, big fan.
2: I know, I can tell you, it's right up your alley. Do you do you come from a long line of like gardeners? I do. Family crests. arborist, like a hoe, and then another garden tool that I can't remember because I only know the hoe. We all
1: know
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what gardening tool do you think that other one would be? What, what's like a common one?
1: I mean, for somebody planting trees, probably uh, I mean a, a shovel is always useful. That's a good go-to. Maybe a sack of seeds as a tool. I would put it on my crest, maybe underneath the other two tools. Okay. Uh, maybe some shears out. to trim the trees.
0: Now we're getting a little overboard. A rake to what is your clean crest? up the leaves. What is the fish crest? It's a giant green thumb. But it just kind of looks like an oval, or is
1: it? But the side. No, it's like from this. It's like you're seeing a thumbs up, but you only see the thumb part.
0: So. D-
2: It just kind of looks like a green penis. No, it's a green thumb. It does mean uh, one who lives or dwells near a crab apple tree. Is that true? That's true. Really? Very, yeah. So it's it's nothing sexy at all. Okay. You might know James
0: from his Twitter page and Instagram page, which is at IamCrabTree, correct? That is it. Nice. Got it. Nailed it.
2: Thank you for not calling it a handle.
0: (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah, I, I've been trying to get over that. So James, he kind of catfished us. He, he pretended he was like a famous person uh, in an email. And then once we started talking to him, he's like, I want to get on the podcast and tell my story. And we're like, that's great. Uh, this is a big
2: name. It, it was uh, yeah, A picture of Jake Gyllenhaal will open a lot of doors if sent through an email. Yeah, he didn't specify it was Jake Gyllenhaal. He didn't Gyllenhaal.
1: say Jake Gyllenhaal in the email. He yeah, just so had a picture of him attached. I was
0: attached. like, oh, good, Tobey Maguire. But I guess it was Jake Gyllenhaal. And so I was like, this is a big get. Like, I can't wait. Turned out he was catfishing us and it was James Crabtree. But still, you know, we we let him come on anyway to uh, to make it up to us. We yeah. opened
1: up the fancy, fancy studio. We might as well yeah. record something.
0: We, we, you know, we turned the lights on. So we, we got to do something with it. We
1: got the Teamsters.
0: And I've locked the doors from the inside. So, <laughs> so we have to do this. So, so there's no leaving. So, James, go ahead and tell your story.
2: Well, Let me preface it with this: of how
0: great a preface.
2: I was a kid who was always fascinated with wanting to get hurt. Nice, like that was like I always wanted a cast. I always wanted like a sling, or I wanted like a a massive ankle bracelet, or some type of paraphernalia. And I think I almost viewed that as like a superhero's tool. Or like okay. it made me like part robot. Like if I had this cool brace, I would be part robotic. And I was so jealous when people would come with crutches or casts or anything like that. So I was always trying to get hurt <laughs> just to the amount where I could get a brace or something like that. And so I, and I, was, I was the kid who wanted to have surgery just to get one of those really nice cups that they would give you <laughs> with like the plastic bendy straw. Oh, okay. And so I would always tell people, like, yeah, I want to have surgery so I can get that cup. And it never clicked in my childhood mind that you could go to a store (laughs) and buy that cup (laughs) instead of having like your body cut open and something taken from it. And so-
1: That that you would earn the cup.
2: Yeah. I feel like, I mean, you could go get a cup, but not that cup. No pain, no gain. Exactly. And when gain, it's a plastic cup (laughs) that probably costs 79 cents. And so my life has been kind of- I feel like if there was a story about my life, it's like, how is he alive? Because there have been so many injuries. Numerous. Okay. Numerous injuries. So the fact that I'm here is a miracle. So there you yeah. we go.
0: Well, I mean, it was partially because you catfished us.
2: Yeah, but I mean, if you would have read further, it said Jake Gyllenhaal and then dot, 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 fan. Oh, okay. I'm not that, Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm just a Jake Gyllenhaal Hall.
1: That explains fan. a lot. Do you yeah. have a favorite Gyllenhaal movie?
2: Prince of Persia? Mm. He wasn't that great in that one. Nightcrawler? Very creepy. Actually, I do like Nightcrawler a lot. Yeah. Nightcrawler was very good.
1: They're good for the soil. They they kind of till it. They aerate. Oh, fish, you're I'm always, sorry,
2: man. You've the, always
0: got gardening on the mind. You're a constant gardener. Anyway.
1: Anyway. Uh, I have a question. This like desire to get hurt, was it for attention or was it just for like experience or was it
0: You wanted that robot
1: arm. But he he wouldn't like like surgery wouldn't make him like a Borg or something, yeah. right?
2: Certain surgeries might, but not the ones I was wanting, not the plastic cup kind. But yeah, I think I was an only child and I always wanted that attention. And so I think there was always just that of, I saw how much attention the kids got when they came to school injured. Yeah, uh, They would get out of class early. They would get to use the special elevator, do all these things. Um, When you would go to the store, you could ride on the little buggy if you had a certain leg injury. And so that was- I always wanted to do that. And so most kids were like, I wanna be a doctor, I wanna be a princess. I was like, I want to ride that cart. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was was my goal. And so, and being an only child in a small town, there was just lots of trouble to get into, which resulted in a lot of injuries. So, but when you asked me here, basically when I catfished my way in here, I knew what story I wanted to tell. I think the first one in 2006 from or from 2005 to 2007 I toured the country as a tour manager with a punk band and so we would tour the country 11 months out of the year, play a different city every night, the whole rock and roll lifestyle. And um there was one venue that we were at we were in Salt Lake City. The show had ended, we were putting up the equipment and uh we were putting in the road uh amps in the road cases and so for those of you who are unfamiliar with road cases, there are these little metal kind of round, um, very, very hard dangerous corners on each corner of the road case. And the case is closed with these little butterfly clips. So we had put the amp in, it was put up. I noticed that some of the cords had been left out. So I opened it up. And so I undid the butterfly clips, three of them, thought I did all four of them. Mm-hmm. And the fourth one was still hung a little bit. So I was had my hands on both sides. Mm-hmm was pulling up, pulling up and it wouldn't come. And so, and inside those cases, there's foam and sometimes that foam would stick. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to pull a little harder. And so what I did, I just pulled and pulled and then I pulled and that ball nailed me in the bottom of the chin Ugh. at such a force that it shattered three of my teeth oh, shit. in my head. And so there was just instant, it was filled with blood about half the teeth. I mean, the teeth just kind of disintegrated. Half of them just broke off, swallowed about half of it. And then spit the rest into my hand. Ugh. But we had to be out at a certain time, so it was kind of went to the. <laughs> yes, <yeah. laughs> the show must go on. The show must go on with a lisp. So I went to the bathroom, cleaned myself up, and kind of fought through the pain. And so, did but, anybody
1: see that happen? Or were you by yourself?
2: They did, and okay. so it was in front of a lot of people. <laughs> That's kind of the, the best case
0: scenario, though. At least it's like, at oh, least yeah. someone saw that. Right. Yeah. But like, what all he said,
2: like, I just picture you like doing this by yourself. You're like, okay, I got to deal with this now. Yeah. Yeah. It was just me and then a lonely janitor pushing a broom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweeping up my teeth. But no, it was in front of everybody. And it wasn't even like a cool, like, rock and roll way of, yeah, like, I swung my guitar and yeah. like knocked over a beer and caused a fire. And as I was running, like, the guitar smashed me in the face. That's a, you know... Your standard... Tail as old as Yeah, time. right? Yeah, I mean, that's 101 rock and roll injury story right, right there. But it wasn't anything cool like that. It was just, guy does not know how to undo all four clips. I mean, swallowing teeth is a pretty punk thing to yeah, do. Yeah, that's actually the name of my punk band, uh, Swallowing <laughs> Teeth. Yeah, so we're doing a show soon. Um, yeah, so went and cleaned myself up. We had to get, and get everything loaded, so put everything up. And at that time you're not making much being a tour manager on the road. And so- Especially for a punk band. For a punk band, yes. <laughs> Those punk and band do not equate with like financial success. And so <laughs> we got back in the van and I knew I had no insurance and we had to go and we had a very tight schedule to get to the next town. So I knew there was no way that I could go to a dentist, no way I could go have dental surgery or anything like that. And so- that started about a five-day period of me trying to physically work out the remaining pieces of the teeth oh, in my man. head. And so mm. it was just like sitting in the back and just kind of gently working it and working it. And then moments where you would just reach up and grab the back of the van seat because you, you're
0: bracing, you,
2: yeah, bracing mm. and you might have just blacked out. You don't know what it is. And so there's so much pain. You can barely eat anything that entire time. You can't can't drink anything cold. And so it was just like this miserable time of like, I felt like I was starving on a desert island, Mm -hmm. but then someone had just ripped three teeth out. And so over that five day period, I managed to get all of them out. Just by using your hands? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so one, and as you wiggle, like w- if you're a kid trying to wiggle a tooth out, it's cute. It's precious. But then you see like a 25-year-old man constantly with his hand in his mouth <laughs> wiggling. Like it's not that cool. Like groaning. Yeah. yeah. And like blood just kind of like, dri- <laughs> like drizzling out. It's like, yeah, like parents would pull their kids away on the sidewalk. And yeah, it was crazy. And then um, I still have like one little scrap in there that I can't get out. And I feel like it's just... To this day? To this day. Oh, wow. And so um, I feel like it's just, every time I feel it, it's just a memory <laughs> of that rock and roll lifestyle.
1: So have, you haven't seen a dentist about it? Well, You're and just so like, yeah, teeth are you gone. Guys,
2: yeah. Cause, well, if you guys have a podcast about phobias, we could talk about that. Ah. I hate the dentist. And so my thing is like, I brush my teeth. They're not falling out. We're good to go. I've done my <laughs> part. And so, right. yeah, it's kind of like, I'll, I'll go do my part when there's severe pain. And so- did you, how much, how long did the, like the pain last for that thing? It lasted quite a while. Of, I feel like I always had my cell phone, my wallet, and then uh, like a tube of Ambassol. Oh. <laughs> and we're just constantly putting that on there all the time. So I was just numbing the pain, literally. How much longer were you on tour? Um, that tour, I mean, we toured for probably a good six months after that. Wow. That's yeah. A, and so it got that's to that's a long tour. <laughs> yeah. So we would tour 11 months out of the year. And so just like go back to back, tour to tour to tour and all that. And so never an opportunity to go to a dentist and then never making enough to go to the dentist. Big question. Did you get those cables in the flight case? I did. Okay, good. Mission accomplished. The tour did go on. (laughs) (laughs) Mediocre success was achieved. Nice. And so, yeah.
1: Can I ask what the band's name
2: was? Uh, The band's name was Showbread.
1: So uh, how long before you could eat normal food again? Like, what were you doing for those five days? Were you just like smoothies or like mashing up Doritos or like? like, Yeah, just making a paste and just putting it on my tongue just to get the flavor.
2: Um, No, it was uh, two of the guys were about to get married. And so they were working on. To each other? No. Okay. It it wasn't that progressive of a band. No. But yeah. Um, But they were about to get married to separate women. Oh, not to the same woman? No. Okay. No. It was Salt Lake City, but. um, (laughs) And um, they were working on what they called their LGN bodies their look good naked bodies oh yeah Ah. yeah getting ready for the the honeymoon and all that stuff and so they had cases of slim fast like in the back of the trailer and so i would just piggyback on that and it was slim fast for a good two weeks that's lucky for you yeah so
0: did you did you slim
2: i did and so how was your naked body looking
1: how's your lgn
2: it's uh i look naked but i don't look good (laughs) we'll say that um, but yeah, I mean, so the damage, missing the G. yeah, I'm missing the G. Um, I can tell the, the damage naked. that the missing teeth would have done to my dating life, it was evened out by the weight that I lost uh, from the slim fast. And so you broke even, yeah, it was even playing field. <laughs> so and nothing was lost. No one was harmed except for you, <laughs> yeah, except for me and my teeth and certain occasions I can probably whistle when I talk. Oh yeah, just because of the kind of like
0: the uh, the groundhog from uh, from every from Disney Winnie the movie. Pooh. Yeah. yeah, is that was that a groundhog?
2: Uh, I think so. Yeah, he was a minor, wasn't he minor? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what did Winnie the, did Winnie the Pooh have a job or was he just a freeloader? He was loader? a
0: freeloader. He he just stole from bees. He's a pantsless thief. It's the name of my band. <laughs>
2: Did you have uh, another story that you'd like to tell? I do have another story, and this is fairly recent within the last year. Mm. And so I've been in New York City for eight months now, and before that I lived in Texas. And so last July, and I have a very high pain tolerance, so for something to affect me, like, and I'm very stubborn, so to go to the doctor, it takes a lot, as you can tell by the teeth story. (laughs) Yeah, I need to be probably on the verge of death uh, to be doing that. I just started getting this pain in my ear, and I just couldn't figure out what it was. I thought it was an ear infection, and so I went to the doctor. The doctor looked in my ear, said it was just an ear infection. He prescribed some drops for me, took them back, did the drops, did everything he told me to do, but nothing seemed to get better. Uh And so about two weeks later, the pain was just getting terrible just to that point of where it started to make you feel nauseous and like where you just had to sit down at certain points because it started hurting so bad. Well, the
1: stuff in there messes with your equilibrium. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so, and I did, at that time I had a job that I'd be on my feet and I was in the car constantly and um, at construction sites some of the times. And so it was just, I mean, it was hell. So I reached the point of like, okay, I'm going to the doctor, told my boss, like, I'm, I'm going, I can't deal with this anymore. That time still didn't have insurance. That's the theme of my life, mm-hmm. no insurance. And so went to an urgent care clinic, went in. The doctor started doing, um, he had like this close to a foot long plastic tube with like a hard plastic lasso on the end mm-hmm. that I guess is used to clean out your ears, to reach mm-hmm. in and just kind of dig out all that stuff. One of the most painful experiences of my life. because really? he, Yeah. I mean, I've broken several bones. I've, you know, cut myself very badly in certain situations. This topped it all. Of it was the most excruciating pain. And he just kept jabbing and jabbing in there to one point where I grabbed his shirt and pulled him next to me just because I needed something to just kind of like brace. Yeah. Inside there was a lot there was a lot of cursing. <laughs> and so he starts pulling stuff out. And then I just hear him go, Oh God. Oh, that's the worst <laughs> yeah. thing you could hear. <laughs> and so he takes the he had there was a little um bowl that he was holding up next to my ear to catch the debris. Disgusting word. And um, he takes it over to his little table and starts to examine it. And he's going through it. And then he picks it up with these, this set of tweezers and holds it up. And he goes, you had a dead cockroach in your ear. Holy oh. shit. Yeah. And so Texas, known for cockroaches, a mid-sized cockroach had crawled in my ear and died. And it was basically mummified uh, on my eardrum in wow. the earwax. And so it was causing that pain. He pulled that out, but then he had to do, he had to flush it out, which yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen that flushing device where it's like yeah. a like plastic a bottle. Kind of it's thing. like a yeah, big well,
1: turkey baster. Yeah. Maybe.
2: Well, his was like a, this shows you the quality of the doctor I went to maybe then. It was, <laughs> a, it was a super soaker. It was. Yeah. It was just like his nurse spitting in my ear. Um, <laughs> it was just this like plastic bottle. Well, you would know this, uh, that you would spray plants with. Right. Yeah. And so um, it was that. And then uh, like the, the nylon, like if you want to inflate a football- Mm-hmm. Like that- the long hose. The long but, hose. But like the fabric. The fabric it? and the- The, the, the needle? The, the needle attached to the spray bottle. And so he would spray it, like he would stick it into your ear canal and then just spray warm water over and over and over and it would flush out. And in doing that, he managed to stick it in too far that oh it bruised God. my eardrum Jeez. severely. What a dummy. To where blood just starts coming <sighs> out. And so it was one of those things where I was glad the cockroach was out, but I- after all of that, I would have much rather have just left it in there and done life oh. with that instead of going through uh, that pain. And so, and then he told me it was kind of how doctors have a terrible bedside manner sometimes. He goes, You do not know how common this is. Uh, I, was like, I don't want to know how common. And this so, is. and he goes, But the thing that's more common is spiders, and spiders will crawl in. And the yeah. thing that's different about spiders than cockroaches is the spiders will lay eggs. Yeah. And so it was that thing of just, it was so unsettling that it just, I mean, so watch out for that. Yeah. And so every time, I mean, even if it was like the AC blew on your arm the wrong way and it felt like something was crawling on you, the instinct was I'm about to be impregnated by a spider and like, (laughs) this is it. And so, yeah, there was like physical and psychological damage from that. I
0: just,
1: sorry sorry to interrupt. I just got a text back from Andy. Yeah. Uh, He says, stubbed my toe real bad. And that's all he wrote. That's
0: enough to put him out of the...
1: I mean, maybe he broke it. I don't know.
0: Okay. Were
2: so, there any emojis? No. Okay.
0: Yeah. Andy's not known for his emojis. Okay. So we'll, we'll have to check back on that at the end yeah. for like the, the full story. So um,
1: I I was going to ask, did they, when he was flushing out your ear and he bruised your eardrum, was that more painful than the existing pain you already had?
2: Oh, it was definitely. I mean, leaps and bounds far worse than what I experienced. And so, and that is a lingering pain. And he went to explain kind of the, he's like, I messed up. He's like, here's what I did to one of the most delicate parts of your body. (laughs) And, um, yeah. And just, he showed me on this little graph that he had and, um, just how tender that is and how delicate. And he said that he severely bruised it and there was, he used the word severe, severely bruised. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was just excruciating. And he gave me, um, he wouldn't even prescribe me at that point any like intense pain medications. He just told me to take Advil. And uh. I felt kind of at that point of like, you owe me a yeah. little more. <laughs> like, Come on, doc. Yeah. Make me have to go to Walgreens to get this and not. <laughs> yeah. So did he let you keep the cockroach? He did. I wear it around a pendant around my neck. Oh, I, I didn't see that. It's under your shirt. Yeah. It oh, cool. like, it's like
0: a Jurassic Park.
2: Uh, it's like, like an amber. Mosquito but- in the amber. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Name. And so on hard days, I just, I look at it and say, nothing's going to get you down. Uh. Like if you can survive that. Uh, what do you what do you think that cockroach was hiding from? Well, we came to learn not just physical abuse. Um, it was just a terrible home life, and uh, you know that just makes it even worse. Yeah, like he was he was trying to get help. Yeah, and I feel I mean he was in a safe place, and the doctor took him out. So I feel sometimes I feel bad. Yeah, but he was dead and mummified. So
0: yeah, I think there's a, a curse. Yeah, it's a little spooky.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that thing. Yeah, and so probably in like two hundred years, some people will come back and excavate, and they'll find this mummified cockroach. Who will curse them? Then Brendan Fraser will do something. <laughs> Tail on <out> his time. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> so I think probably the, those were some of the most painful stories physically, but I think the most painful one emotionally. Uh, um, my favorite. Yeah. This, this one hurts. And um, it was seventh grade. I grew up in South Central Missouri, middle of nowhere, biggest town for a hundred miles in every direction. If you've ever seen the movie Winter's Bone, like I grew up in that town mm-hmm. that the movie was shot in based on and all that. And so it was seventh grade, mid-90s. I dressed like I wanted to be in boys to men, just ba- like baggy dockers with <laughs> way too many pleats. and You were then- like looking a, for that East Coast swing. A white, I
1: did. A white sweater with elbow patches. Some sick shades.
2: Yeah, I'm just picturing their album cover and a gold chain, Sands so cockroach, and uh, <laughs> this is pre cockroach. Pre cockroach, yeah. Um, but I had just this. I remember this forest green um, shirt that was buttoned all the way to the top. It wasn't even like the normal collar. It was just like the round collar, mm. like
1: like almost like a like, like a, a priest, priest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like
2: that. And so, so yeah, very out of place. And so that's what I wore. We went to our seventh grade dance, and there was this girl named Natalie. Who I was in love with. And at 13, you feel certain, like, when you found love, like, you're good. Like, that's that's who you're going to marry. You will do whatever it takes. She was that girl. She was a grade older than me. I was seventh grade. She was eighth grade. She was mature. She was. She had a checking account, and it was good. (laughs) We went to the dance, not together. Life is not that good. And so we, we went as a group of friends, and the dance was good, as it could be. Cotton Eye Joe. YMCA, all of that stuff. The
1: classics. The classics. Any boys to men?
2: There was. And so, <laughs> yeah, and I got excited. Um, so after that, we went, the town was so small that the only thing really to do was go hang out at McDonald's. And so we went to the only McDonald's in town, seventh, eighth graders, and we started playing at McDonald's Playland. Clearly, signs everywhere. We knew that we're too old. but yeah. it's I mean it's like
0: 12 and under.
2: Yeah. And so, I mean, we were, we were far above. The limits, And so we started playing in there, just kind of joking around, having fun. And there are two types of slides in the McDonald's playland. There's the solid plastic one that you can slide down. And then there's the one that has like a netting that you can mm. climb up or you can kind of just mm-hmm. work yeah. your way down. And so I was working my way down. On the way down, my foot got caught in the netting, but I went forward. And when I did that, it tore every ligament in my ankle. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. And so, and at the same time, ripped just the crotch area of those Uh, multi-pleated dockers. Insult to injury. Yeah, and so just right there. And so landed, and then 10 feet away is Natalie looking right at me. And so it's that thing of where you you just force down all the pain and do not show any weakness because girls don't like that type of thing. And so I kind of managed to crawl, and I'm sitting on just the side of the slide, just kind of just this mess of just sweat and pain and leaning up against like the netting that leads to the ball pit. <laughs> and so all of my friends managed to prove how terrible they were at that time. And so they just go inside and leave me out there. Like you in the ball pit? No, I was kind of outside of the ball pit, oh, just okay. like leaning up against it. And um, it was one of those things. So I tried to get up and walk, but it's that it was so injured and so weak that you just fell right back you down. Collapsed. And so I was like, yeah. I cannot walk. And so I'm just sitting there, and I remember uh, this little kid who, sh- like a kid who should have been in the play place, mm-hmm. was in the ball pit and came up to the netting right behind me. He's like, "Are you okay?" And I was just like, "Shut up, leave <laughs> like, me alone." Just like, "You do not dig that knife in any deeper." And so finally, uh, my friend came out, and it was—I mean, this was 1996, I think. So cell phones were not a thing, mm-hmm. and so I had to give him a quarter, and he went in on the payphone, called my mom, and my mom came. She's normally not a stern person, very compassionate and all that. But her her advice to me was just like, get up, walk it off. You're fine. Just get up. Oh, man. And so we walked to the car, kind of that like slow 80s, like everyone's staring at you as you walk to the car being helped by like your mom.
1: The crowd parts and watches you in silence. Yeah.
2: As your like tiny mom helps drag you in your ripped <laughs> pants and, you know, destroyed the, ankle to her Ford Escort. And,
1: and uh, End of the Road was playing faintly in the background. Oh,
2: definitely. Yeah. Yeah, as Natalie's making out with another boy. yeah, (laughs) Natalie's making out with the little kid that asked if you were right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She told him to go ask me, and, yeah, it was rough. And so we get home, um, sleep on the couch, keep my leg elevated, um, as you do with any injury, and um, woke up the next morning, and it looked like I had a purple ring around Mm -hmm. my ankle. It was just completely swollen in a giant circle and just, just purple and just black, like those just deep hues. And my mom saw it and she was a completely different person than she was the night before. Just freaked out. Took me to the doctor. Severely sprained ankle. Ended up being on crutches for seven weeks. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I broke my foot twice and was on crutches for a week. So this was worse. Yeah. And so like this sprained ankle was on crutches for seven weeks and it was late fall going into winter. And in Missouri, we got a ton of snow. Mm -hmm. So it was seven weeks of crutches on ice and snow. (laughs) And so it was just... Yeah, and I remember our school, the elevator was broken during Uh that entire time. So it was just going up and down steps, hitting, finding every possible wet spot on the steps, falling down, doing all those things. And then the worst thing was a month later, Natalie moved. Uh, to Alabama, and then I think she's now like a Christian singer or something like that. Have
1: you, have you, you been stalking her? Find her on Facebook?
2: No, she added me on Facebook. Hey, so hey. who won? Yeah, <laughs> who really? won? Yeah. you made an impression. I did. I did. I think she just checked to see if I was dead, <laughs> like that. And so <laughs> she's saying, I wonder if he was cursed by a mummified cockroach. Yeah, but it was one of the things of where that was kind of like I was saying. Uh, where I got to live out that dream, I've had an incredible like ankle brace with these gel packs that like it was like an air cast type thing. And mm-hmm. so the gel packs were along the uh, the ankle. I had just amazing crutches. Um, I did get to ride the cart when we would go to Walmart in the grocery store. Right. And so, I mean, it's silver lining. There's silver mm-hmm. lining to it.
0: Things are looking up.
2: Yeah, but it's still one of those things. I don't know if you've ever had the injuries of where, you know, they happened years ago, but you'll still have the effects of those. Where, that was going to be our,
1: mm. it's usually our follow-up question to, to the stories. Like of, of all three of these injuries you talked about, do you have like lasting injuries for any of them?
2: Yeah, or definitely.
1: Lasting effects, I should say. Yeah,
2: and so I have, um, I played soccer a lot growing up. So there are a lot of ankle injuries, but especially from this one, I can just be walking down the street and my ankle will just give out. Uh-huh. And it's one of those things where you just look like you fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and so I've just had weak ankles forever, and then um, with the teeth, it's definitely sometimes cold drinks of mm-hmm. like I mean, you can go a year and be totally fine, but then it just you t- hits you in the right the spot. right spot, and it's just I mean, it feels like something terrible. <laughs> yeah, but so
0: how long did it take for your your eardrum your to bounce back?
2: That took probably a good two months. Wow. Before I mean, sometimes there would be a lot of ringing or. Um, I feel like the weather always messes with old injuries, and so yeah. And then in Houston, it would just rain all the time, and it was like right before hurricane season. And so as storms started coming in, it would just it felt like just this constant pressure and rain Mm -hmm. all the time. You're lucky
0: though that he didn't like perforate it. Yeah, like there would be like scar tissue on. Yeah, although there might be. Have you had it checked out since
2: then? I was at the doctor a couple of weeks ago um, for another injury. I failed to have them check out in any of that. Uh, you missed your chance. Yeah, but I because I partially tore my calf two weeks ago, and went in and I went in and they did all of that. And the doctor came in for two minutes and just squeezed it, <laughs> and like, it was like a piece of fruit, like she was checking the ripeness of a watermelon. <laughs> and she <laughs> just like squeezed it and said, "Oh, okay, yes." You've... Watermelon
1: season's almost over, folks.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. How'd your crop turn out?
1: Uh, I actually don't. I don't. I don't grow watermelons. Oh. <laughs> I I gotta I get a jump on pumpkins for the fall so oh it's
0: big pumpkin spice latte and all that pumpkin flavored
1: looking forward to the uh pumpkin chuck coming up in october oh yeah
0: that that's a big a big sell for you like everyone's getting pumpkins to launch them
1: yeah i mean i wish they wouldn't waste them but
2: which one is that which pumpkin chuck is that at
1: oh that the we're gonna do one here in new york it's gonna be in in, in new
2: york city it's gonna be in
1: washington square park you're gonna Uh, we're gonna go over the um over the
0: fountain
2: okay because my band my punk band's playing at the one in schenectady really yeah maybe i
0: maybe i'll go out there. Yeah. So if you had any advice to uh, to give to someone that would be going through similar situations, what would it be?
2: I think one um no girl in middle school is worth it. Is is worth So were you trying to impress her on that? I was trying to impress her. I was kind of like, uh, look at me, I can do With can, everything
1: you do when they're in the room, you're just like,
2: yeah. Are you watching? <laughs> yeah, look at me. I can walk down this with no hands. <laughs> and then the hands that could have braced me and saved me. <laughs> Were what, were what did me in and so I'd say yeah, no middle school girl is worth it and or boy yeah no middle school crush no middle is, schooler yeah no
1: middle school crush is worth that kind of injury
2: yeah have fun with your friends play video games blow things up to a minor level have fun play with fireworks to a safe extent and just have fun yeah don't worry about the girls like
1: yeah
2: and then I would say even if you don't have insurance go to the doctor <laughs> just go it's learn from good me. advice yeah so those were some
0: great stories. I think we should follow it up with a great game. What do you say, Andy?
1: Yeah, I mean that's usually what you do. Yeah. You know, in this yeah. order, in this order, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: You know, I'll I'll take the the reins for this one as the game maker, so you don't have to worry about it this time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, James, would you like to play a game? I would love to. Okay. Today's game is you down with ICD. Let's hear that theme song. We usually don't have theme songs, but I think this one I, I've been using the same one. So that's what you're nice. hearing right now. So this this game, the ICD is the International Classification of Diseases. And uh, every so often they come out with a new one and they're on the 10th iteration right now. And it's just like a, a way that the medical field can classify something like an injury or an illness so, like, when they go to the, the hospital, it's like they've already got, like, step one done, that they're like, I think it's this. So an example of that would be, like, uh, S52.9, which is Fracture of the Forearm. So, like, if, if you'd broken your arm, they'd just put uh, S52.9. But there's a lot of weird ones, too, because they have to cover almost every possible situation in the world. So uh, this game, we've come up with... One real one and two fake ones. you got to figure out which one is the real one. And Mr. Fisch, I think Andy's sent you uh, ahead of time what we're playing for today. Let
1: me, let me bring it up. Uh, he says we're today we're playing for uh, Glittering Prizes.
2: How does that sound? That sounds incredible, and I have to win. I have to.
0: Well, that's on you. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. So number one, there's, there's three. got to get two out of three. Uh, so number one, you've got... T-55.0X1, chronic pink eye, V-80.730A, injured in a bingo hall, or W-62.0, contact with a non-venomous frog. I'm going to go C. Contact with a non-venomous frog? That
2: one. I feel it.
0: Oh, you got it. That That is the real one. Or- yeah, yeah, that is real one. That's okay, the real one. For a second, I, f- Ooh, I forgot. That was a tease, uh, but I'm
2: glad I got it. Yeah,
0: you, you got it. All right, so you got to get one more. Here's number two. S10.87XA, partial asphyxiation due to clothing. Y93.J1, struck by a Vespa, or W16.221A, fall into bucket of water causing drowning. I'm going to have to go with A on that one. Partial asphyxiation due to clothing.
2: Yes, because that's happened to me a few times.
0: I'm sorry, we made that one up. It's possibly on the list, but that's that's not how it's phrased, or that's not the code.
2: Eleventh edition, it will be.
0: It'll be in the eleventh edition. You know, everyone's waiting with bated breath. And here's here's the last one. This is the tiebreaker. Do
2: you want to
1: tell them which one was the real?
0: Oh, sorry. The the real one was falling into a bucket of water, causing drowning.
2: That just seems comical. I like
0: that. Right? Yeah. Like, it's specified bucket. Yeah. <laughs> there's a man with the trombone. <laughs> now, I wonder if it was like a dunk tank. <laughs> Would How, that count as a bucket?
1: At what point does a bucket become a tub?
0: <laughs> at what point does a bucket become a tub and a tub become a dunk tank?
1: I, I mean, if you just put a chair above a tub, is it a dunk tank? <laughs> These are all good questions. Yeah, if a tree falls in the forest, it's, yes, that's it's, what we're it's, entering into. It's in the too. same
0: kind of thing. We're, yeah. we're getting a little too philosophical. <laughs> okay. So, number three, the tiebreaker. tree's falling in the woods. We've got V93.30X, fall on board a merchant ship, Z63.8, non-porous plastic lodged in ear canal, and that one's close to home. I'm too familiar. Or W50.3,
2: catapult malfunction. So this could be at a punkin' (laughs) chunkin'. Yeah. That one's going to have to be written down a lot coming this October. The word porous... Seems very medical and smart, so I'm going to go with B. You're going to go with non-porous
0: plastic lodged in ear canal? There we go. Oh, I'm sorry. We made that one up
2: too. I don't even care that I lost. I'm impressed by your vocabulary. Yeah. Uh, Now, now, which one do you think is the real one? If it's the punkin' chunkin'. No, is it the merchant ship? It's the merchant ship. Man, I hate the C.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Specifically merchant ship. Okay, so you unfortunately did not win the glittering prizes. They're going to go back in the vault. But we do have a double or nothing if you'd like to play for nothing or nothing. I need to end with some dignity, so let's do it. Okay, so in keeping with the merchant ship idea, we came up with uh, what's the number one cause of injuries on a cruise ship? This is with 44.8% of injuries. I will say slipping and falling. Wow. You almost nailed it word for word. Uh, it's slipping, tripping, or falling. So yes, you got nothing. <laughs> you mm. won the nothing. There we go. I didn't want glitter anyway. It's too messy. Well, it's glittering prizes. Oh, The prizes are glittering. It's not actually glitter and prizes. Mm. All right. So unfortunately you did not win. Life goes on.
2: It does. It has to. Until you die. Until that tree falls in the forest for one last time. And crushes you to death.
0: That's how I want to go. Thus ending the curse of the cockroach. <laughs> so I think that's, that's about all the time we have for today. Uh, do, do we want to check in on Andy one last time? Did he uh, send a text?
1: It just, uh, he did. It just says hashtag and then there's, um, he did put an emoji. It's uh, just hashtag and then the, um, the eggplant
0: emoji. Oh, okay. Now, do you know what that usually symbolizes? It's, it's phallic. Oh, I, I was just thinking about gardening. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, okay. I thought he was like, hey, you know, Fish, thanks for filling in. Here's like a little shout out to gardening. Do you think he's calling me a dick? Maybe, but like hashtag dick. He's, he wants it to trend. Would okay. You- so we're, I mean, we're still left in mystery of what actually happened to Andy, but maybe we could piece this together like some sort of puzzle. Yeah. Stub toe, hashtag eggplant. I mean, it could be anything.
2: This is like true detective season three.
0: I think that is going to be the, the plot line of True Detective Season 3. Hopefully we'll
2: get closure once that airs. And I'm hoping Jake Gyllenhaal is the lead actor. Either that or Toby Maguire. They look so similar. Same thing. Tomato, tomato, right up your field. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so uh, James, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I don't. Um, I mean, I am Crabtree at Twitter. Okay. Not a handle. You can find me there for random thoughts on Law & Order SVU. Yeah? That's what it is. Okay, uh, Mr. Fish, do you have anything you'd like to plug?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, go to your local farmer's market this coming fall, and um, if you're in the New York area, look out for the uh, pumpkin chuck coming up in October. And uh, if you do go to one of these pumpkin catapulting competitions, you know, don't waste the food. Clean it up off the ground. You can make a pie still. Yeah, It does half the work for you. Waste not, want not.
0: That's right. Want all.
1: Uh, do you would you like to plug anything, Brian?
0: Well, I was gonna plug the Washington Square Pumpkin Chuck, but you kind of covered that. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: is it Pumpkin Chuck or Pumpkin Chunk? Chuck, because you're, you're chucking it. I know, it. but
2: for some reason, I think Punk it's chunk. chunk as well. That is an argument that they had in Texas. Is that real? Yeah, I grew up hearing like if you were to throw a football, you would chuck a football. Mm-hmm. But in Texas, they say Chunk. Okay. So I think we're going to wrap this up like we usually do. You remember
0: how we do that, Fisch?
1: Yeah, I studied this this week, so I know. All right, go ahead. As much as we like talking about injuries. We don't like getting them. And we don't want you to get them either.
0: So stay safe out there. Stay
2: safe out there. Stay safe out there.